people are afraid to merge on freeways in Los Angeles. Brad Easton Ellis, Lesson Zero. Welcome to Anger Typewriter, a podcast about writing and the writing life. I'm Paul, and I hope you're having a great Sunday. Today, we're starting a new segment that will hopefully become a recurring one. It's one that I also do over on my bookish podcast, so you should check that out if you haven't. I want to do a recurring series of author profiles, because if you're going to be a writer, it's good to take a look at the lives of those who've made it big. In our first episode, we're going to look at one who is really the embodiment of Generation X, Brett Easton Ellis. Let's get started. Brett Easton Ellis was born in Los Angeles on March 7th, 1964. As an immediate side note, I wonder sometimes if my attraction to Ellis and his work isn't partly because he's the first author I ever read that I could have actually gone to high school with. My favorites to that point were either long dead or decades older than me. He attended the Buckley School in LA, then moved east for college, attending Bennington College in Vermont with such notable other literary Brat Pack members as Donna Tartt, Jill Eisenstadt, and Jonathan Lethem. I did an episode on the Literary Brat Pack some time ago. Check it out. It was while a student at Bennington that Ellis completed his first novel, Less Than Zero. Less Than Zero was published when Ellis was just 21 years old and still at Bennington, and it propelled him to a level of notoriety few authors could reach today in our post-literate world. I need to inject another personal reflection here. No shock, right? I first read about Ellis and Less Than Zero in a brief profile in Writer's Digest magazine. Anybody remember magazines? What struck me was that the article said he had written the novel sitting on his dorm room floor and typed it up in a six-week sprint. This seemed both amazing and encouraging to me as a wannabe writer, and I immediately went to Taylor's Books and bought a copy. No Amazon back in those days, thank God. I learned later, listening to Ellis' excellent podcast, check it out if you haven't, that this, quote, novel in six weeks was a bit of creative marketing on the part of his publisher. He may have indeed typed up the final draft in that time, but he'd been working on Less Than Zero since high school, which I really should have known. In any case, it got me to read the novel, and what a novel it is. I won't go into a full-blown review here. Let me just say that I had never read anything like it, nor had anyone else. It must have been at least a little bit like reading Hemingway's staccato style for the first time in 1925. With Ellis' book, it wasn't just the short episodic scenes, that had been done before, but the totally detached, even amoral narrator and cast of characters. This is no angsty coming-of-age novel. It's a we-can't-even-be-bothered-to-give-a-shit novel. And not in the posing ways of so much today. 
These characters literally gave not one shit about anything. It was jarring, especially in the middle of the Reagan 80s. And a note about the better known Less Than Zero film that came out, I think in 1987 or 1988. In a word, don't. Just don't watch it. It's not a good film. The Bangles version of Hazy Shade of Winter is probably the best thing about it. Ellis has said that watching the premiere, he was stunned to realize that they had not used a single scene or a single line of dialogue from his book. It was not good, to put it mildly, except for an amazing performance by a young, very pre-Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., as a drug addict at a time when Downey was in his early days as, well, a drug addict. Ellis followed up Less Than Zero with the equally good rules of attraction, continuing to expand his fictional universe from L.A. to Camden College back east, his version of Bennington. And then came American Psycho, the book most people know him for if they know him at all. While he was vilified for its violence and misogyny, and dropped by his first publisher as a result, the book and the film version of it have become both critical and cult favorites. Ellis wrote several more novels, including The Informers, Lunar Park, and Imperial Bedrooms, a sequel of sorts to Less Than Zero 25 years later. Today, he's essentially abandoned the novel as a creative form, which is sad. He writes screenplays, directs television series, does podcasts, and writes mainly essays and nonfiction. I mean, I'm glad that he continues to produce something at least because he really is a key voice for Generation X, a largely silent group, of which I'm a member, drowned out between the screeching of the boomers and the millennials. I want to again recommend the Brett Easton Ellis podcast to all of you. He has some great guests, from writers like Chuck Palahniuk, to directors like Tarantino and Bogdanovich, to actors like Molly Ringwald and Andrew McCarthy. His interview with McCarthy is especially good because McCarthy played in the film Less Than Zero, and he hated it as well. Now be warned, if you've never read Less Than Zero, it'll shock you, even in these days when nothing shocks but it'll shock you in a way that makes you think. And that's extremely rare today. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Angry Typewriter. I hope it's been both informative and entertaining especially for you writers out there. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I hope you'd also consider clicking on the support this podcast link on the Anchor site. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help keep these episodes coming. And it will also go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.